We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And you're listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's start with the call because we requested one and we got exactly what we wanted. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, and Timmy. Um, I'm call I had to stop the pod because um, I am one of your very devoted listeners who, who just heard about the Susie Orman uh, talk. And I have to say... Uh, many years ago, when I was in both in graduate school and working at Northwestern University, and I was, in fact, the director of the LGB, what was then called the LGBT Resource Center, um, I was also $40,000 in debt, which is what I called my student loan fund. <laughs> and um, we were one of the student organizations we were working with uh, got some free Susie Orman books, and I read it. And I took away two things, which did actually help me. One was pay off your <laughs> pay off your credit card debt as fast as you can. So I got some part-time jobs in addition to working at the university. And the other was max out your 401k if you can, because uh, Northwestern we had a matching 401k program. So thank you, Susie Norman, um, for for helping me with that because it got me out of debt and it actually helped me start planning for my retirement, which had not even occurred to me. So. She did help me, and I am very queer. I use they, them pronouns, and I worked at a, a queer center. So thank you, Susie Orman. Uh, love you all. Um, Crunch Crunch and Elizabeth too. Electric Boogaloo. Bye-bye. Susie Orman said gay rights. She also said pay off your student loans, which is easier said than done, but you know. It's still good advice, even if it's easier said than done. It's good advice. Like, you don't get to discount the good advice. Easier said than done. Yeah, so is everything, babe. Like, <laughs> That's true. 
That's true. Put it on a shirt. Easier said than done. So is everything, babe. Can I read you something, though, from a GQ piece called Susie Orman and the Scam of Personal Finance Industry? Yes, please. Susie Orman and the Scam of the Personal Finance Industry. Okay. Mm -hmm. This past weekend, CNBC reminded us of Orman's distaste for coffee. Quote, if you waste money on coffee, it's like peeing $1 million down the drain. Bobby, how do you feel like that? Do you feel like that's gay rights or what? Comparing like in the 90s when like coffee shop culture was like rising and Susie Orman was like all these people spending money at Starbucks. I can understand the complaint because things were cheaper in the 90s. In 2023, when you take a good feeling when you can get it, spend $3 on coffee, please. I want my spend treat. It. This is treat culture. I need my treat. Where else are you getting treats? You, I need my treat. And guess what is not fun? Making your own coffee. It absolutely does not hit. And I don't want to hear anything about your system because it does not hit. <laughs> no, I'm not going to argue with you. For those of us who need a treat, making your own coffee does not hit. I'm sorry. I don't care. You're addicted to it. Maybe you need that little jolt of caffeine. But for me personally, oh, yeah, for addiction. a treat, it does not count as a treat if I have to make it. Absolutely it's, not. It's an addiction. My point was... It is not gay rights to say don't drink fancy coffee at coffee shops because that is literally like all that we have currently in society. Exactly. Like exactly. going to our fancy coffee shop and drinking our fancy coffee, you know, and tipping our baristas a dollar. You know Susie Orman does not tip. You know what I mean? I bet she tips max 15% at a restaurant and at a coffee shop she probably tips nothing. No, never. She's not But she also doesn't go to a coffee shop. So yeah, she's drinking her disgusting homemade coffee. Disgusting, disgusting. I was at okay. Here's a question for you. Uh oh. I was at you know my friend. You know my friend Suzanne, who's also from Massachusetts, yes. who I've told you about her thing before, where she's obsessed with Dunkin' Coffee, but she buys her Dunkin' Coffee at a Dunkin' Donuts because she thinks that the Dunkin' bags at a grocery store are not as fresh as the Dunkin' bags at a Dunkin' brick and mortar. That's so deeply misguided, but sure. So she had. God, what was the brand? I don't know. It wasn't International Delight. She had grunge. And she, well, she had sweet cream, milk-based coffee creamer in her fridge in a grunge in a grunge-shaped bottle. Like it was sweet, but it said like sweet cream, milk-based coffee creamer. Mm -hmm. And our friend Lauren was there too, and she goes, "Oh, isn't that what grunge is?" And I was like, "Not technically, because it doesn't have a crazy flavor." And she was like, "Oh, I it thought counts. it was all grunge. Does it count? It's all grunge. It's yes. all grunge. Okay." Yeah, Lauren, all creamers. Lauren is grunge. was on Team U. She said it was grunge, and I was like, "Yeah, it's all okay. All, I don't it's think it's all, grunge. It's all grunge." Okay, fine. Meanwhile, then Suzanne's Sorry. like, "What's grunge?" And I had to explain that, and it was like a whole and then thing. You're like, um, let's, not even, <laughs> let's not even explain grunge. You're like, "I'm not doing this." On my, I'm, you're like, "I'm on vacation, honey. Like, we're not doing this." <laughs> if you want to listen, listen. If you don't, don't. We have more Susie Orman calls, which I feel like you just play in succession. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. This is your official Gen X listener. I'm a little bit older than y'all. Um, anyway, native New Yorker, live in Ireland, and I listen to your show all the time and you remind me of home, so keep doing what you're doing. Anyway, I'm calling about Susie Orman. I have to tell you that I was, am, and will always be a Susie Orman stan. And the thing about Susie is that she... Um, the appeal of her and her show on CNBC and her books is that she, um, uh, you know, even though she's crazy rich, she's always been accessible and she's always provided practical advice to people. So I think that's why she was a standout on the network particularly because on CNBC it was sort of 
Um, I should I should preface this all by saying I work in the financial services. I've worked in banking my whole career, and so kind of in in the industry. But um, CNBC was full of uh, you know traders and loud mouths, and Susie was sort of a voice of the people. So yeah, even though she's crazy rich, she's quite accessible. You know, she would have regular people on. She'd have lower to middle class people considered to lower middle class people as callers. She welcomed them. They felt comfortable telling her their personal stories, their personal financial situation, and then she would give them practical advice. And this was in stark contrast to people like Jim Cramer, the host of Mad Money with Cramer, also on CNBC, who was this, you know, loudmouth, screaming, Goldman Sachs, you know, former Goldman Sachs trader. And, you know, he was quite inaccessible except for sort of rich white men. Or middle class white men as well. So anyway, people felt like they could really talk to her and they could. So her advice was always spectacular. She would help get people out of debt. She, um, back in like the, you know, the early aughts before the financial crisis, you know, when credit was easy to get and, and, you know, people didn't know at the time, but they were being taken advantage of by the banks, you know, and it was seemingly, you know, a middle class friendly market. People would call up and ask her for advice on what they should do. And, you know, she would always say to them, if it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. Whereas everyone else was, you know, really riding the, the wave of easy credit. You know, people would call up. She would have this meter where she would say, you know, approved or not approved. So people would call in and, and tell them, you know, I'm a, a middle school teacher with two kids about to go off to college. My husband is a, you know, owns his own landscaping business. Should we buy a boat? And she would say, you know, not approved, honey. Oh, my God, it hung up on me. I'm mortified. <laughs> so, okay, so really quick. Um, anyway, so she was the one that was saying if it's too big, good to be true, then it probably is. And uh, and then after the crisis, she was really focused on helping people get out of debt. So she's a legend. And then she came out, so she's a double legend. And I just want to say that on a personal a side note that in 2008, my banker friends and I, dressed up as Susie Orman, Ben Bernanke, and Hank Paulson for Bette Midler's annual Halloween party. And we won. Crunch, crunch. Hi, BLT. I am calling because I'm the Susie Orman stan who's also gay, who listens to Who Weekly. <laughs> um, yeah, I started getting financial advice from her like, over a decade ago, because for some reason, my mom got me a subscription to Oprah Magazine, and she had a column in there, um, and she had good advice. So, yeah, I am excited, and I'm about to go listen to her episode with Kiki Palmer. Um, yeah, I feel so called out. Okay, Lindsay Podcaster, crunch, crunch. This is from the Daily News. This is a headline from the Daily News. Personal finance superstar Susie Orman says, quote, being gay has been the foundation of my success. So in terms of like things that will, you know, get you money, according to Susie Orman, being gay is numbered, is top of the list. And it seems like you're already there. You're already successful. You don't even need to buy the book. You don't even need to follow things. This is literally the foundation. Two rules to follow for success. Be gay. Make your own coffee. Yes. It's like a financially tinged twist on be gay, do crime. You joke, but somebody could make, you know, someone could make millions of dollars based on those two things that they dragged them out correctly. Let's just move on to questions. 
Hello, Who Weekly. Um, a long-time listener, long-time caller. There's been a bit of a hiatus. I haven't listened in a while. I'm sorry. Um, I'm here to talk about Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback. I'm trying to decide his level of fame. Uh, I'm from Western New York, so I know who he is. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, so, you know, he's you know, pseudo-famous in my eyes. Um, but I'm thinking... How famous is he actually? He's got a bit of a scandal under his belt now, but I don't know if anybody knows about that other than Buffalo Bills fans either. So still doesn't really give him much of a fame title. Uh, but I want to know what letter celebrity he is. He's not an A-lister. We know that. Is he a C? Is he a D? Who knows? New York Post just posted about him being out with uh, Haley Steinfeld. Was that about her? Was that about him? I want to know what you guys think. Thanks so much. This guy's a who. I'd never heard of this person in my life. And I think that yeah, that's Yeah, but we don't surprising. pay attention to sports. No, so. I, that's what I'm saying. So it's like from our perspective, you don't pay attention to sports either. I think he is a who. He's not a sportsman who has transcended to broader popular culture where I'm reading. You know what was funny? I was passively watching the Celtics game this weekend because I was in Boston and oh they were playing Miami in the finals. It was a big of the, the finals, the finale, the finals. Mm-hmm. It was a big game. It was a huge game. It was like they came back and they won and then they were playing and they lost. So I was watching the game and I noticed Blake, what's his face? You know, remember that guy, Blake, tall, hot. He was He hosted SNL once. What's his deal? What's his last name? I already forgot. Oh, Blake Griffin. He was rumored to be dating Khloe Kardashian at one point. Blake Griffin, right? I noticed him on the sidelines, and I was like, oh, that's that guy Blake or whatever. And my dad was like, yeah, he sucks now. And I was like, whoa, that's he's not even – I said, he's not even playing? And then he's like, oh, yeah, he's not good. I was like, that's so crazy. That guy was literally a celebrity for a season. Like, he was, like, in a movie. He was, like, acting. He was in movies. He was, like, a whole thing. And he dated now Kendall. It's like, that's who he dated. Ke- oh, right. Okay. Oops. And I was just like, that's so funny that now it's like he's just literally this, like, guy on the sports sidelines, but he was this brief kind of who – almost kind of hitting on them because of this SNL, you know, people knew who he was. I knew who mm-hmm. he was. That's like crazy to me. And he's really hot and he's really tall. So it's just funny <laughs> how like being good at sports does not dictate your who them status. And even if it does, it you fall so fast in terms of sports being good to being bad. It's like he's still on the team, but he's in the sidelines, right? Like, yeah. And also it's like Tristan Thomas isn't like an unbelievably incredible player he's not really talked about for his playing skills always not that I've heard but of course he's kind of like a celebrity in basketball because like Mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian is sitting in the sidelines like with the sign that says his name or whatever yeah to be a sports person that I notice you don't have to be good at sports like being good at sports isn't part of the deal you just have to either date a famous person who's not an athlete but if you're good at sports you could get the press that gets Bobby to notice that you're a thing so it, it, it is it's not not connected yeah. Or you have to like want fame on a bigger level. Like someone who would appear on Saturday Night Live wants to be famous in a different way than just sports famous. And a lot of athletes don't want that. This guy clearly wants. Because it makes you a worse sports player. And that's literally mm-hmm. the whole point of it is like you don't eat like no one is in the sport. These sports guys aren't encouraged to become celebrities. Mm-hmm. They It makes them worse at sports like 100 percent of the time. The other category of sportsmen of athlete whom I will notice, even though I don't watch sports. If you're a fucking mess, 
if you're Johnny Manziel, if you're like, if you're a party animal with a lot of famous friends who well, like causes pressed. trouble. Yeah, you're getting pressed for causing ruckuses. Ruckuses? What's the plural of ruckus? Another way that I will also notice you is if you date Haley Steinfeld, <laughs> who I will never not call Hallie Steinfeld in my head. Timmy even put a pronunciation on the top I know, for you he's so like, you wouldn't Stop ruin calling it. her Hallie. Hey, Lee. Hey, Sorry, Lee. like that name is not Haley. It's Hallie. Like, it's just not Haley. It's just the way she spells it is Hallie. But I guess now that we have Hallie Bailey, which is really close to Hallie Berry, which is very confusing for a lot of people, I guess Haley can be Haley Steinfeld. And honestly, Haley Steinfeld, what even is she doing currently except for just showing up places to slay? We were literally at Sirius Radio the other day. Shout out to John Arthur Hill. And she was there. And we didn't she see her. She, her name came up on the screen. And then I saw photos of her later. And it was like, what'd she even do here? Well, she just showed up to slay. You know what I mean? Well, we did see the Smith sisters, which was honestly as big of a deal as seeing Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> yes. And I saw Jill Zarin. I saw Jill Zarin. You didn't see Jill Zarin. I only saw the back of Jill Zarin's head, unfortunately. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. And I saw her boyfriend and I saw her daughter. You know what Haley is doing? <laughs> Quit calling her Hallie. <laughs> I know. Sorry. What is Hallie doing? She's releasing music. Oh, she's dating this guy. She's dating this guy, but she's also the voice of the girly what? in the Spider-Man movies. So she's in the new Spider-Man movie that comes out in a couple of weeks. The animated one. Oh, so she's doing... Spider-Man press across the spider Also, I know she also released a song that was bad because I gave it a listen and I said it's no starving and I just moved on. So like she is mm -hmm. also doing like her thing, which is classic Haley Steinfeld, which is just releasing random music with DJs and also mm -hmm. being in movies passively. And sometimes those random songs with DJs are quite good. Yeah, but it's few and far between. And she's also dating this guy, Josh Allen. Mm hmm. So this is why we're talking about this. Josh Allen enjoys sushi date with Haley Steinfeld as ex-Britney Williams attends wedding. It's like, okay. So Josh Allen used to date this woman, Britney Williams, whom he was with for a really long time. Like they met when they, they were always kids are. and then they were on they again, off are. again, on again. And then are. there was this Dumois scandal that I think is the scandal that the caller is calling about, which Dumois themselves, herself, Melissa, which Melissa did debunk. They said that Josh Allen had like gotten some bartender in Buffalo pregnant and then Brittany found out about it and dumped him and then Dumois deleted the post and was like never mind I found out that, that was very untrue disregard 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 and wow. of course a lot of people didn't get the message that that wasn't true that allegedly true thing was allegedly untrue he wasn't cheating, but then they split up not long after this was put out anyways. So even if this part of the gossip wasn't true, maybe part of the gossip was true in terms of cheating. I don't know. Because they split up. And the only reason I know about the Buffalo Bills is because that's the team that DeMar Hamlin played for. And that was like that horrible that? injury that he had. That the guy that like oh. had a, that got yeah, hit yeah. in just the right way that like it, it hurt his heart and he was yeah. knocked unconscious. And now that he's fine. That was pretty recent. Yeah. But like I didn't know anyone on the Buffalo Bills. You know what this is giving? This this relationship is giving country music. It's like, it's a very like country music relationship where it's like, we've been together since we were like 12. We like went to mm -hmm. college and high school together and like, mm -hmm. and did it and, and like, now we're breaking up because I'm dating Haley Steinfeld. And it's like, yeah, that's, you know. Yeah, exactly. And now he's, and now they're at a fabulous like 17 course omakase dinner at a sushi restaurant in Chelsea together. And yeah, this is their they were coming together. up party. Right. This is their first 
photo together. I don't even know that I want to call this a hard launch because someone else posted the photo, so they didn't actually do it. But after this photo was posted, Page Six reached out to their little sources, and their sources, their anonymous sources, say, which Said are really, really funny quotes. The sources say, one, quote, they were making out during dinner, and then, quote, they were definitely canoodling. It wasn't platonic. They were having fun. They were having fun. They've been hanging out for a few weeks. That's a people part, yeah. A source close to the actress tells people of the cute couple who've been photographed <laughs> together multiple times over the last few days in New York City. It's new, but they are having fun. But they're having nice. fun. Do you think he was at Sirius Radio when we were there? He may have been waiting in the car. <laughs> uh, I'm so bored about this because the football thing. But I hope I hope Haley 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 Seinfeld as well. I can't not say Haley. I don't really know who else she's dated. Like, can you name someone else that she's dated? Was it just like Niall? And was that even real? She's been linked to Justin Bieber and her Romeo and Juliet co-star Douglas Booth. No, no one. Literally, none of those are real. Right. I think that that might be one of the reasons people are kind of caring a little more about this. It's because Haley Steinfeld doesn't really date publicly or even get spotted publicly with people. So this is kind of new for her. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, it's just like she's one of those actresses, singers, whatever, that everyone is a little bit confused by because she, like, she does a lot. Mm-hmm. What do you do? She was such a prestigious actress so early and she's been in really good stuff. And then she's also like, I'm a pop star. But then she's also like kind of a mid pop star with like a <laughs> with like a hit, one or two hit. It's a confu- she's in a confusing place for a she's lot of people, I think. Place. She also has a child star thing a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is in um, 2018, there's a Us Weekly article. Haley Steinfeld responds to Niall Horan dating rumors. I feel so lucky that my fans care enough about me to know what I'm doing every second of the day, but I think that sometimes it's hard for people in general to realize there are boundaries to a person's life and personal life. I'm a very private person. I do love that I have the opportunity to share with them what I'm comfortable with, and they're here to listen and support me. That's it. That was, that was the whole, that was the statement. Not an answer, not a confirm or deny, just an answer. And she famously loves herself, you know? Queen of the masturbatory anthem, yes. I love May. May. Yeah. I love May. Okay. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. This is your self-appointed soccer correspondent calling in about Meg Stallion's new boyfriend. I thought about calling into the, the Patreon show because he is a them in soccer terms, but I feel like to the listeners of this show, he is almost certainly a who. Um, so I think it's fine. I don't know. Whatever. You guys make the call. But yeah, Romelu Lukaku is Meg Stallion's new boyfriend. Things to know about him, he is a Belgian soccer player. He plays in Italy for Inter Milan. He's technically on loan from an English club, but for our purposes, he plays for Inter Milan. Uh, and honestly, he seems like a great boyfriend for Meg. He is really intelligent. He famously, to soccer fans, speaks like seven or eight languages, which is pretty cool. Um, he is an activist. He like regularly speaks up about the racism he experiences playing in Italy, which is obviously awful that he has to do that, but very cool that he's sort of willing to put himself out there and really talk about it. Um, yeah, I just think, uh, he seems like a great boyfriend for Meg. Plus, he's really hot. So congrats to you, girl. Um, love for you to talk a little bit more about him. But yeah, those are the basics. Crunch, crunch. I was literally just going to lead with he's hot. He's hot. That's it. 
He's really hot. He seems like a really good... He speaks so many languages, and he's hot. Oh, and he's really <laughs> successful at a soccer player, and he's hot. Um, I saw a lot of tweets on him, so I was like, okay, got it. Soccer fans are, like, really excited about this, and they get it. They're like, oh, this makes perfect sense. Like, this is, this is like, the guy. And looking up Josh Allen, I sort of had to give people the benefit of the doubt. I was like, I guess he's good. When you Google, like... Josh Allen Buffalo Bills and you end up on like random sports websites that tell you that like and yeah like, I guess sure, he's pretty sure, good sure sure sure, okay, sure. when you when you look up this guy Meg's alleged boyfriend Romelu Lukaku it's like oh yeah he's really really good and everyone loves him that was very clear to me from the first Google and the first thing you click on people weren't even clear that she broke up with her ex party because she was with him for a really long time and I think there were a lot of uh, they'd worked on a lot of music together. So there was yeah. kind of a lot of rumors about like him writing with slash for her, which is sexist, but whatever. And like, mm-hmm. th- and so I think they were very tied together and like they dated before she blew up. So like, I think that that was a big, people were kind of in denial that they had broken up, but she apparently dumped him, quote unquote, months ago. Months whatever. ago, which the number one, there were two pieces of evidence that led people to believe that they had broken up. Number one, she unfollowed him on Instagram. Mm, but then, hate that. whoever evidence, knows if she evidence. followed him to begin with, just because you date someone doesn't mean you have to follow them on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Hate that. The other thing was, I'll play the clip here. He went to some like poetry reading. Sick, sick. Love that. And performed like a piece of poetry that was, I mean, kind of like undeniably about a breakup. And who was he dating at the time? Megan. I'll play the clip here. Listen to it. That's such a relatable reason to know that somebody broke up is that they appeared at a poetry reading and read a sad yeah. poem. Like, that's like so me, you know? Listen to this. There's a lot of uh, beautiful women in the uh, audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, the piece I'm about to do is, is about another beautiful woman that I know. Look. You're a survivor, but not a victim. Somewhere in between, God forgive them, and I gotta get them. That's why you don't never let these bitches get you out your rhythm. You out here working, keep your mind off hurting. Your to-do list is buying candles, shop for curtains. Find your purpose. You in your bag, not just Birkins. You know your happiness cannot be purchased. It's deeply rooted and not just surface. Your dream ain't big enough if you think about it and not get nervous. If you need me, girl, I'm at your service. My pillow's soft, but not too soft. My match is perfect. He opens the poem by saying, this is for another beautiful woman that I know. But he never says Megan. It's kind of a breakup poem, but it's also, I'm always, I'm always going to be there for you. It's not actually as directedly a breakup thing. But to, but to be fair, the number one evidence they broke up is not these two things. It's that she's at a wedding with somebody else. Like, she's literally at a wedding with a new date canoodling with a guy at a wedding in Lake Como for his teammates like big fancy wedding because again this team seems like I don't follow soccer but based on like the attention that this wedding got in the European press it seems like these people are hugely famous and well liked. Romelu went to the wedding of someone on his team whose name is I keep forgetting it Lotaro Martinez and when the mirror wrote about it, they gave it the pun at the beginning. Lauta love inside Lotaro Martinez's star-studded late coma wedding with Chelsea ace Cute. Enzo Fernandez and Argentina teammates. Everyone was there. Who's everyone? Who's everyone? Soccer players and their wives. Excuse me, football players and their wives. Messi. Messi wasn't there. He went to see Coldplay. 
this is sort of similar to the Haley Steinfeld and jo- what's his name? Josh Allen. I already forgot this boring guy's name. Josh Allen thing because it's not similar to it at all. It's just that it's a celebrity and a sports person dating, but it's not similar at all. This is like on an international scale. It's similar because Romelu had been with someone for a very long time and had never really addressed whether or not he broke up with this person. He had been with this woman for a very long time who was like an entrepreneur and a model and kind of a Nepo baby, like a Dutch Nepo baby because her father is like a really famous like TV presenter in the Netherlands and they had been together for a really long time. Then people were like, wait, did Romelu break up with his girlfriend whose name is like, um, what was her name? I put it in here. Did someone delete it? Like Sarah or something. Yeah, Sarah, like Sarah Menz. And then it seems like, yes, he did because he was at the wedding with Megan. I don't know what the date is on this. It doesn't like I just have a screenshot of an Instagram story that he posted. It says one day ago, but clearly it was one day ago from when the person took the screenshot. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't actually say the date. But he he was doing like ask me anything on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And somebody wrote, do you like Megan Fox? And he wrote no, but at Megan the Stallion, yes. And like, depending on when this was, this gives very much like I post this and then she slides into my DMs and is like, what's up? I'm single. I'm serious. Like, and whether or not he was single or not single at the time, maybe he was, whatever. I don't know, like the timing of it, but it feels very much like, oh, like, let's start talking. We start talking. And then like, I invite you to my friend's wedding. Like, will you be my date to this wedding? And like, like Como, like it just, it's, it's very much with these celebrities, like people are like, oh, what do they have in common? How they know each other. They're both signed to Rock Nation, but Rock Nation has hundreds and hundreds of people signed right. to it. I didn't realize this across multiple categories. Like they have a ton of sports people. They have a ton of music people, whatever. So I'm not like, it's not like they met at a Rock Nation mixer. Like unless like Jay-Z himself was like, I'm going to set you up, which I don't imagine Jay-Z does because Jay-Z is also very involved in this guy's career. He accused the Italian fans or whoever fans of racism when like, I guess this guy was playing and there was like the these kind of like racist reaction and Jay-Z put out a statement through Rock Nation or Rock Nation put out a statement and Jay-Z's the obviously the CEO or whatever that was like do better like Italy Mm -hmm. do better like this is so fucked up you know essentially so it's like I think he's really involved and really cares about football international football but like it's very like when in doubt they met over Instagram is how I is what I think I understand exactly what you're saying because when I was looking up when I was reading stories about this like everyone mentions which I think they should mention the fact that they're both signed to Rock Nation and I think like the things that Jay-Z has said about Romelu publicly, like, are important. But I don't think that it has anything to do with the way they actually met. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also when you think of, like, management or PR or agencies getting people together, that's sort of a pejorative. Like, Is it? Well, it's just like when you say, like, oh, they got together through management, you think of it as, like, a PR relationship in a way. You know, like, oh, you know, like, oh yeah, well, they have no. the same management. You always sort of, like... To me, that always sort of connotes eyes emoji. This just seems like a standard slide. Well, especially if she he called her out by name and like yes. that's just very much like an invitation to be like, what's up? Oh, hey, mm-hmm. like nice to meet you. Like, oh, da, da, da. Oh, come to this wedding that I have. Mm-hmm. Like, come be my date. I saw this when I was searching for like instances of Megan Thee Stallion and um, Lukaku on Twitter. I found this Italian tweet and it says, Porca puttana. Ho visto un frame de Lukaku e di Stallion al matrimonio. And then I just clicked translate and it said, holy whore, I saw a frame of Lukaku and the Stallion at the wedding. <laughs> the Stallion. The Stallion. Holy which whore. Is the, which is the Stallion in Italian is the mm-hmm. Stallion. Mm-hmm. Holy I whore. Was, I was trying to find something interesting about the Porca guy Butana. who actually got married, Lotaro Martinez. 
and his wife, but it's just like they're just a very sexy yeah. s- sports person and a model get together and uh, yeah. she's an entrepreneur who owns a restaurant. Augustia Gandolfo. Yeah, it's yes. really, it's giving Milan. Yeah. This seems real to me. Oh, you think this is going to last? <laughs> no, it seems like they're actually dating because this isn't like one of those things where it's like they were spotted together. They were spotted together at a wedding in Italy. With a little bit of a PDA. This seems like an actual dating situation. To play devil's advocate, it seems like he asked her to come to this wedding. And I don't know if they're dating. But she's at a wedding with him as his wedding date. And it's romantic. Right. I wouldn't say that they're dating. I, this could be the first time that they went on a date. And as you were saying, when you were like, well, who else was there? And I was just like, soccer players, like Italian soccer players. Sure. That also stands to reason that like, she was kind of the odd man out there. Like He invited her and none of her friends are there. You know, like no other like American celebrities are there. It's all these right, like- Right, but these are international yeah. celebrities because these are huge personnel. Like I saw just like a lot of tweets that were like, you know, like they're, we're winning, like FC's, like, FC Milan win, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of like sports references I didn't understand, but I was like, oh wow, people are really like responding to this kind of like crossover between culture, essentially. Yeah. Like this is a big one, you know? As you know, I love the World Cup, but I haven't gone past that. Maybe I will, you know. Do you think they cleaned Spurs up? Spurs are my team, though. What? Do you think they cleaned up the mess in Lake Como? There was a mess in Lake Como? What was the is mess? It, isn't Steve Carell's body and car floating behind them in the, all the wedding photos? Or do you think they, they dragged it out of the lake? What are you referring to? What like The morning what show. To? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, Steve Carell. What's his name in the show? Mitch. You don't even I hate that I knew Mitch the answer is... to that without having to Google it. Wait, I don't think people are going to want that spoiler on this podcast. Mm, mm, I don't really care. Okay. <laughs> I'm sort of sensitive about spoilers, but not the end of season two of Morning Show when Steve Carell That's careens true. off. If you haven't into seen the Como, season two of Morning Show, you're never going to see season two of Morning Show. Steve Carell drives his car into Lake Como, and that's how the season ends. The end. Goodbye. That's the spoiler. <laughs> Can't wait to catch up on the morning show before the premiere of the new morning show. Said no one ever. Remember that? As if knowing that Steve Carell drives his car off the road into Lake Como could give you a sense of the lunacy that takes place in that season of television. Okay, but did he drive or was he driven? There's a good question, and I don't have the answer to that. You're saying if Matt Lauer was a man, he'd drive his car right off Lake, <laughs> Lake, right off this road into Lake Goma. That's what they're saying. That's, That's what, what they're saying. saying. Oh, my That's God. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Who, what's his girlfriend's name? I already forgot. Paula. Wasn't her name Paula? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's either you're 100% correct or you're way off. Yeah, it was Paula. Yeah. <laughs> Mamma mia, let's I make a documentary about your life. And he's like, for okay, sh- and then drives the car into the lake. For a show that, like, I spend half of the episodes, like, jamming a Q-tip in my ear like I'm Hannah Horvath, I just can't deal yeah. with it. I retained a lot. <laughs> I kind of retained a lot. I forgot completely, which is hilarious, which is very me. Even though, as you remember, I was extremely moved and disturbed by that scene. I think I rewatched it a million times. When he drives Scar off into Lake Como. <laughs> I'm like, I saw that coming. I was like, nope, 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 nope. And then, yep. And then, yep. Next call. Mm -hmm. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. When we announced our latest tour dates, I said, well, all I have to do is get these on the website. And that's going to take me literally 30 seconds. It's going to take me maybe shorter than this ad goes on to update our 
tour dates on the website and making it easy for everyone to go buy tickets to see us in London and Dublin. And we wouldn't have been able to do that without Squarespace. I know. And then when we added a new date, you said, Bobby, can you update the poster? And then I sent you the new poster and then you just put it back on the Squarespace. Yeah. Because you can just I drag and drop. I uploaded it. It was incredible. And there it is. You can buy tickets right on our Squarespace. That's right. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online, whether you're just starting or managing a growing brand. Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all in your terms. I know. We've got the contact form, which is used all the time. People always contact us through the Squarespace contact form, which we love. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to embed stuff, as we said. A feature that you love using when we're testing stuff out which is like password protect pages if you're not ready to launch them. You love putting a password on a page and being like, check this, make sure it's okay. But it's very helpful. Yes, of course I have to do yeah. that for testing, for beta yeah. testing. It's very Gotta nice. make sure it's right. You use it for beta testing, but you could also just like make pages private. If you don't want to like put every episode of like your secret podcast on your Squarespace, just put it behind the paywall. <laughs> oh my God. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, Go to squarespace.com slash who, W-H-O, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We're traveling to two English-speaking countries for the next leg of our tour, but if we want to travel to Japan or, like, Poland, we should use Rosetta Stone to learn a language. I'm definitely traveling to Japan and Poland, and I'm definitely using Rosetta Stone to learn a new language. We have to make Who Weekly multilingual with Rosetta Stone. That's been a fantasy of mine for a long time, Me to too. be a bilingual podcast, and the only way to do it is by using Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. They've been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They're known for their fast language acquisition because they immerse you in many ways. There are no English translations. You really learn to speak and think. There's an intuitive process and they're designed for long-term retention. They have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And it's an amazing value because Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in your entire life. That's Lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off steal. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership at 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com who today. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I'm scrolling to Twitter as per usual. And uh, I'm reading this tweet from Popgrave. Paloma Faith slams new live-action Little Mermaid movie. Quote, I don't want my kid to think it's okay to give up your entire voice and your powers to love, man. What the fuck is this shit? But, well, she did WTF, and then the shit has little asterisks for the eye. But I think she says some more things. But my question is, who is Paloma Faith. Crunch, crunch. How do you even answer this question? Who is Paloma Faith? It's like, how do you even like get started on this? It's like, how do you like, who is Paloma Faith? It's like, she's like, oh my God. She's a singer, actress, kooky girly, British. She's one of those English kooky girlies who has a very powerful voice she's a contemporary of amy winehouse their whole vibe was sort of like 
vintage, like mid-century crooner, that sort of thing. And it's sort of like interesting haircut. Like, look at my hair. It's it's big and it's a statement and my voice is very powerful. You know, like mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. who else? Like Joss Stone, who else was in that sort of group of English women um, who were singing Who was like that, that woman with the one name? Duffy. Yeah, thanks. Right? Am I that? Is yeah. that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah. that's what I was saying. It, but she was Welsh, I believe. But still. God, can I just say, when you search for Paloma Faith on Google, I just wanted to see like what came up. People also ask is absolute. If you want to know if I, why I called this girly a kooky girly, first first answer: What condition does Paloma Faith have? And you unfold, and it says, "Are you ready for this?" Paloma's bout of shingles are an unlucky twist for the singer in the first of the year after she shared her hopes for 2023 to be a better year than the last. Okay, so the first thing in what the first people also ask is that Paloma Faith got shingles in January of this year. Number two, why was Paloma Faith canceled? Click it and then read what it says because it's funny. It's about a tour cancellation. <laughs> her concert was canceled. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's just the wording is, yeah. Google yes. is not quite contextually all there yet. I mean, yeah. AI is, is not really catching what the drift is, what people are asking. Number three, what happened to Paloma Faith? And I know these aren't normally nice for anyone, but this is a very mm-hmm. incredible. Number four, what made Paloma Faith famous? What happened to Paloma Faith's face? Don't like this. Is Paloma Faith wearing a red wig? Yes, because she like wore a red wig once. Why did Paloma Faith really leave? I guess she was on Big Brother and she left. She was in The Voice and quit. Well, she also was on Big Brother and she quit. So Paloma Faith is just a kooky English singer who had a splashy start in 2009, 2010, and has since, in a way, like to me, when I think of Paloma Faith, I don't think of albums. I think of her as kind of a Haley Steinfeld figure where she dabbles in acting and she also kind of releases random singles with like other DJs. Like she does, like my favorite Paloma Faith songs are like her with like drum and bass producers. Her biggest song though was pretty big. Remember Only Love Can Hurt Like This? That was like a pretty big song, even in the US, I feel like that was a thing. I'll play a clip here. So if you know a Paloma Faith song and you live in the United States, that probably is the one that you've heard. Yeah. But she's still like recording music. She's still like doing stuff, but it seems like she's trying to do more acting these days. And one of the reasons you're hearing about her now, as the caller said, is because she took her kid to see The Little Mermaid and she was disappointed by the lesson that it taught her daughter. My response to that is, have you ever seen The Little Mermaid before? Have you seen the original Little Mermaid? Yeah, like, I really don't understand, like, where this is coming from. You know what I mean? Like, this is not, this is almost like a robot was, like, given the context of the year and the plot and then just made a tweet up and without any sort of, like, information about, like, anything, the world or, like, this movie or, like, or literally anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's almost like a parody of a tweet about The Little Mermaid, you know? Yeah, and it's also, like, giving 2000. 11 internet it's giving like i think people are going to have a very positive response and agree with this but not realizing like that people are absolutely not going to have a positive response and be like are you kidding that's just like the that's what the movie is about like that's just that's the movie you know and i think that like the fact that she mentions in this post which says again just seen the new little mermaid with my kids and while i think hallie gives a good performance and it's great casting 
as a mother of girls, I don't want my kids to think it's okay to give up your entire voice and your powers to love a man, okay? The fact that she brings up Hallie's performance, that she couches it with like, the casting is good and Hallie's good. Hallie's great, but this movie, right. That makes me think that she knows to expect the backlash. In a way, I almost see this as the classic Madonna, Courtney Love is in dire need of attention right now. It's very kooky to kind of be like discovering the plot of The Little Mermaid in 2023. You know what I mean? We're we're all discovering things, but this is definitely not one of them. And also, not to get into like The Little Mermaid and what it teaches, but it's like she's present the idea that she's presented with the choice and she chooses like oh, you're you're also presented with the choice it's not about like uh-huh. what she chooses yeah yes. like you know and she chooses that like that's the less it's not that's not the le- the lesson is in what you're presented with like the choice does that make sense yes her choosing wrong doesn't mean that she's not a role model like that's not what di- that's not what this is and she only chose wrong in the eyes of paloma faith and so in in that way it's sort of backwards because it's like why who are you to tell ariel that she can't fucking be with prince eric if she wants to be with prince eric if ariel wants legs ariel can get legs okay paloma faith you know like the the whole idea of watching i say this as a non-parent so maybe i'm crossing a line but like the whole idea of like watching (laughs) movies and like art and media with your kids is that you talk about it with them afterwards you don't talk about it with your followers. Right. You're like, oh, what would you have done? Would you have done this? What, like, yeah, it, I, what, what I'm trying to say is not as eloquently, but it's like not every character who makes a choice is the right choice. That's the whole point of art. It's like it's you are presented with, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're presented with options. And like, then as a viewer, you respond to them. You're given mm-hmm. the opportunity to say, what would I have done? And like, I, it's, this is, and also there's such a wild way to like, teach your kid. I think there's everyone what's amazing is that everyone had the exact right responses which is like shut the hell up like what and are you also who are about? you <laughs> and like also and also like who is this you know what I mean and also like yeah. we already knew she was kind of kooky I don't know but what's funny is people are like have you ever heard of a little mermaid before and they found a tweet from her in on October 30th 2009 <laughs> which is funny which might have been before she had kids I don't even whatever when mm. I grow up I want to be the little mermaid so this woman <laughs> has seen the little mermaid before this plot is as old as, you know, dirt. Right. Like, Disney didn't invent The Little Mermaid either, you know? And she was even in a live-action Disney movie. She played Tinkerbell. Well, it wasn't Disney. It was just Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Sorry. Yeah. She was in the original Peter Pan with uh, Stanley Tucci. She played Tinkerbell or something. She was in, like, a kooky adaptation of Peter and Wendy that came out like six years ago that was like set in the present day but also like don't even all the all the fantasy stuff like happens in the mind of a girly like a little kid who's like dying or at risk of dying I watched the trailer and I was like this looks awful so it's like a, a, a dying a sick young girl reads Peter and Wendy or Peter Pan and then falls into a coma I think and while she is like unconscious she's imagining her doctor is Captain Hook. Like, I don't know who Paloma Faith is in the real world, but in her fantasy, she's Tinkerbell. So I was I was actually looking for, like, previous Daily Mail headlines, because if anyone's going to be rude to Paloma Faith, that's the Daily Mail. There was nothing, like, super nasty about her, like, in the, what is this now, 14 years they've been covering her, because I found a story about her in 2009 when she, like, came onto the scene and they did a little interview with her. They were like... What makes you feel glamorous? What's your daily beauty routine? Blah, blah, blah. Like, who is your favorite designer? Like, fluffy stuff. But then I found this story (laughs) that feels very hooey. I don't know how we missed this in January 23. I mean, I know how we missed it. It's Paloma Faith. 
Paloma Faith is turned away from swanky Kensington restaurant because... See if you can fill in the rest of the headline and let me see where you go. She wasn't wearing shoes. Close. Well, not really. She arrived with a pal's dog. (laughs) (laughs) The singer, 41, arrived at the restaurant carrying a cute little dog she was looking after for a pal before she was asked to leave by a member of staff at the door. It comes after Paloma reflected on the year that was in a candid Instagram post this week. So she couldn't go into a restaurant because she brought a dog. And this happened after she posted about reflecting upon the year. Just, yes, it exactly. just happened, just timing-wise, just happened to be, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And she recently broke up with, like, this guy, Layman Lassine, with whom she has a kid. Like, the kid who I think she, she saw kids. The Little Mermaid with. Yeah, the kids that she has, that she saw Little Mermaid with, are from this guy, but she's no longer with this guy. Yeah. No, she broke up with him, like, end of last year or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she got shingles in January. And then she saw Little Mermaid in May. <laughs> so that's the timeline here, Okay. That's your Paloma Faith timeline is what I want to, is what I'm sharing. Let me guess. Your medicine cabinet is crammed with stuff that doesn't work. You still aren't sleeping, you still hurt, and you're stressed out. That's how it was for us. So we cleared out our cabinets and reset our health with CBD from CB Distillery. I like CB Distillery because I like CBD, but not all CBD. Mm. Sometimes you take CBD and you're like, yeah. this didn't do anything. Fair. You're like, did this do anything or didn't it do anything? Mm-hmm. I honestly can't tell. And then mm-hmm. sometimes when you take CBD that works... And you feel something, mm-hmm. you're like relieved. Mm-hmm. And CB Distillery, I'm like, okay, this is actually working. A little drip drip into the tea before bedtime? Into the tea. CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality clean ingredients. No fluff, no fillers, just pure effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm. 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity. And an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. I like it for sleep. That's what I use CBD for. And this one's a little dripper. You can do a little drip drip yeah I little like drip or dropper turmeric tea you know Ooh, I love a little drip drop tea. if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief make the change like we did to cb distillery and with over two million customers and a solid 100 money back guarantee cb distillery is a source to trust we have a 20 percent discount to get you started visit cbdistillery.com and use code who for 20 percent off that's cbdistillery.com code who cbdistillery.com Hi, Who Weekly. Um, question for you. I just saw a Instagram post from Dorinda Medley of uh, New York Housewives. The photo is her, three women, her, Zosha Mamet, and some other woman, who I don't know. And the caption is, the girls are back in town. Hashtag Nassau Cruise Port. Hashtag GPH. don't know what that means. Hashtag Nassau reimagined. Hashtag Bahamas. Uh, second photo in this reel appears to be some red carpet, uh, what I imagine to be like at a cruise ship event. So I have a lot of questions. Um, one is how the, the caption girl, the girls are back in town makes it seem like these three women are genuinely friends. So the question is, are they friends, especially Dorinda and Zosha? And then the last question is, this other woman who I've never seen before, she's tagged as Miss Michelle Hicks. In her Instagram bio, mother, actress, model, Pilates, spin, and fashion junkie, mental health advocate, NYC. Um, who is this woman? Um, and Or do we even care? I'm not sure. And also, actually, my actual last question is, is this a 
sponsored ad for the Bahamas in general. I'm not sure. So I'd love to know your thoughts. Crunch press. This is the stuff. This reminds me of the of the opening of the Atlantis, the in Dubai house, Dubai. the Dubai hotel. Like, yeah, of course. Where you get a free trip and you thank Nassau Cruise Port, you thank this cruise company, you thank the uh, what is the what were they all tagging? Yeah, Nassau Cruise Port. You thank all these people for the trip to the Bahamas, but you don't ever call it spawn. But, like, there's no way in hell all of these people, Dorinda Medley, Zoja Mamet, Tyson Wait, Beckford, Anthony Anderson. they're not tagging this as Bond? They're not tagging it as Bond, but they're tagging all Spawn. of the companies involved. You know what I mean? Like, every company's involved. They're all using the same photos. The only reason a photographer's there is because they're paid for by, like, the Nassau cruise port. Like, this is towing the line of unethical to me. Like, I feel like they're going to get in trouble. It's almost like if you get invited in a very specific way and then like asked to do something or like mm -hmm. given the photos or whatever. And if there's not some sort of like official kind of set up, these are all people who are willing to do this kind of like on the line. I'm actually surprised. Wait, I'm actually surprised that um, Anthony Anderson there. did this. And yeah, Anthony Tyson Anderson Beckford. is like. I'm not surprised Zasha Mamet did this. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm not. He just seems too famous and too too much of a pro it's not that it's more just like it seems like if they emailed him he'd be like here's my reps like talk to them unless you yeah. really wanted a free trip to the bahamas and like they were just like you have to pose on the red carpet and like post whatever but the thing is you're right it's not like ad like there it's like it's it is like towing the line it's almost just like thank you for having me to this party like oh can i just be invited to a party where i thank them for having me and it's like well, did you get anything in response? And it's like, yeah, clearly they put him up or whatever. But I could see, what I'm saying is I could see Dorinda Medley, Zosha Mamet, and like this random girl from Manifest being mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, we'll just like husband. go, we'll just like go to the Bahamas for free and like go to this party. Cause that's how everyone's like, well, how did Zosha Mamet and like Dorinda Medley like end up in photos together? I'm like, because they're the ones that said yes to this like kind of random invite. And also like Zosha Mamet definitely watches Housewives. Like I, there's absolutely <laughs> no way that isn't true. So to her, like Dorinda's kind of a star. Also, Dorinda's definitely like the most fun person at this party. Like you can tell in the photos. She's the only one like actually having a good time. It kind of looks like everyone's having a bit of a good time. But if you find yourself asking like, why is this random person at, a, at the same event with this random person and that random person? It's like, because they're getting paid to be at that event. Like that's the, the great unifier here, like the paycheck. They gather together for the opening event of uh, ahead of the 50th anniversary Golden Jubilee of Bahamian Independence it's a cruise port opening like it's yes. not even it's literally for the for the government is this spawn if it's for the government kind of yes i think it's <laughs> i think it is still spawn it is still yeah. spawn yeah yeah it was done by this company global ports holding right well it's like it's he wrote i would like to thank say thank you to at nassau cruise port and at global ports holding and the hashtag bahamas for having me over to celebrate the grand opening of your new port i had a blast yes. can't wait to take a cruise and dock there myself hashtag just a kid from compton hashtag husky and handsome hashtag big mm -hmm. zaddy okay the reason they are there is because i'm sorry there's no way this is not true because they got all of this free <laughs> But then you're right. It's skirting the lines of like what is spawn and what is hashtag ad. And none of them are getting in trouble or getting called out. Do you think yeah, it's and the because like actual famous people don't get called out for stuff? Like Dorinda could get – I feel like Dorinda might get called out or something. Yeah. I just feel like they got exactly what they wanted. Out of, oh, Carol Radswell was also there. She's in a couple of photos. But the reason I was sort of like, okay, I, this is like towing the line in a way that like I think is sort of fucked up 
because I know that all these rules are so intense and people can get like severe fines for not disclosing the fact that something is a sponsored branded piece of content. It's because people are calling in with these questions. You know, like it's deceptive enough that people aren't noticing that it's a branded party. I agree. And they're like, why are Dorinda and Zosha Mamet friends? Right. Yeah. Like the calls alone are proof that like, this needs to be disclosed. Like, this isn't clear to people. Like, I think maybe they're mm-hmm. saying like, oh, well, it's probably clear to everyone that this is. And it's like, that's clearly not the case because everyone's wondering why the fuck Dorinda is at a party with Zosha Mamet and Tyson Bedford and Anthony Anderson and two stars from the show Manifest who are now together. You know, mm-hmm. Melissa and mm-hmm. Melissa Roxburgh and J.R. Ramirez. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. watch Man- Manifest. Josh watches Manifest. He loves Manifest. It is cute that they got together. These two actors from Manifest like hooked yeah. up and now they're dating. They hooked up and then they broke up and now they're back together and then Manifest ends soon. And they took a free trip to the Bahamas. Hopefully the cruise trip didn't go missing. Am I right? Anyone <laughs> seen that show? Did they even yeah, take the pl- a cruise ship to the... No, they just well, went to the port. Well, I was going to gonna say, they, prob- they almost... I bet they fucking just flew private there and then flew back. And they went to the port. They cut the ribbon, had a party, flew back. Got one night mm-hmm. in a hotel or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. They danced the night away. Yeah. Fun. I would say yes, too. Sounds great. Yeah, I would say yes. I just think that... But I would I would hashtag ad. Oh. That's the thing. Like, I don't... Like, the stigma of the ad is gone. So why not mm-hmm. say ad? Mm-hmm, the stigma mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. long gone. We're we're three, four, five plus years beyond the stigma for hashtag ad. No one gives a shit. So tell me it's an ad. Tell me it's an ad. Hi, Lindsay Bobby, Tenny. Um Bella Thorne is engaged again for the third time um to a man. She didn't even tag him in the Instagram post. Not only the Google, um, but she did do a collaborative post with Vogue Weddings <laughs> to announce it. And I guess his name is Mark and the producer behind Hashtag Bad Vegan, Bad Vegan and the co-owner of New York City Hotspot, the Mulberry Bar. Um, I did see Bad Vegan. I don't know what the Mulberry Bar is. Um, who is this man? I heard that they met at Cara De La, a party by Cara Delevingne and have been inseparable ever since. <laughs> anyway, who is Mark M? Um, congrats to them, I guess, and hope they make it to the altar this time. Um, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. All the comments are like, oh, she's collecting engagement rings like Pokemon cards. This woman's only been engaged like once before. Yeah, that's that's rude. I was like looking it up. I was kind of like, why does she have the why does she have the reputation of having been engaged? But it's like she really has only she was engaged like once relatively recently. And that okay. obviously fell apart after she made like two movies with the guy, which I think she she gets in deep and like goes hard on these these guys. Yeah. Yeah, and then but and then whatever. But she also was like in a throuple with like Tana Mojo and and uh, Maud Son. Remember that? And then she was also dated that guy Greg, that actor who have, we hadn't we haven't heard from since. So it's like, but I don't think she was engaged to any of these people. But she definitely was engaged to her last guy. So that's what people are picking up on. Ben but Mascolo, yeah. she's not like a serious. She's not a serial engage engagementer. It's just all very close together and very passionate. You know? Yeah. The girlies love dating like 
hot celebrities and then they date a random rich guy who either works at an art gallery or like produces movies that maybe you've heard of you know like he's older he his thing is that he produced that bad vegan thing but it feels very much first time producer like oh sure i'll give you 50 grand for this like this documentary on netflix or whatever he produced a short that stars you guessed it paloma faith paloma faith yeah that's his, that's the, his last <laughs> that's actually it stars another uh, Haley Steinfeld's quote unquote ex-boyfriend Doug Ray Scott and Paloma Faith so two people connected to people we've already talked to before the thing this reminds me of is um, he's not quite as old I don't think but it's giving to me Sydney Sweeney like oh hot young starlet who I guess like by our standards could date anyone you know like is yeah. really cool Dates a producer you've never heard of. This is very Sydney Sweeney to me. And now they're engaged. But Bella Thorne is kind of in the process of trying to figure out what it is that she does, too. Because uh-huh. she, like, she very much, like, derailed things in terms of, like, mm-hmm. the way that people saw her. She's, like, she's really extraordinarily rich. Like, she's got the weed business. She's, like, she's got, she's got music. She's doing, mm-hmm. like, movies that no one sees because they're all, like, international hits because she did them with her ex-boyfriend who's, like, a kind of interna- Italian rock star. Like, and then they broke up. Like, she's she's got only yeah. fans that she's making millions of dollars a year from. But, like, who knows what's even going on there? And I think she's trying to figure out, like, what she wants to be. Like, she gives, mm-hmm. like, I want to be boss bitch, but it's also, like, really interesting because people always compare to, like, Zendaya because they started from the same place and it's like well look at Zendaya she's like an international mm-hmm. like icon and Bella Thorne kind of what had this moment like good form Bella Thorne of like fast rise and then kind of nothing ha- you know she kind of got too kooky for people yeah to use that word again you know oh I have a weird house yeah I love my here. sister and like my sister's a DJ and like yeah we, you know right it's just so and I'm on and I'm and I'm gonna be the first celebrity on OnlyFans you know like she really did a lot and I think it confused people too yeah you know she's like I'm gonna I'm gonna be sexy I'm gonna break free of being a child star but then everybody was like what you know like they couldn't handle it I'd love to I'd love to chat with her manager like what is what is her 10-year plan you know like what are they what are they thinking about her I mean in any case she's quite successful and that's the thing like almost like scrutinizing what her deal is is almost moot at this point because yeah. whatever she's doing is working in a way. She is still famous. She's still successful. She is permahoo though. She mm-hmm. is for our for our intents and purposes. She is a permahoo. Yeah. Yeah. Simply because of the multi-hyphenate of it all. Yeah. But yeah, that is who the boyfriend is. He's a producer. Very trendy now. And she's only been engaged once before. Everyone needs to relax. I think if she's dating producers, she might want to do some sort of like behind the scene. Like she wants to be like a movie entrepreneur. Like she mm-hmm. wants to be like big boss movie vibes, yeah. like make the movies or whatever. I could see that. You know? Wait, why did you say Dugray Scott was a Haley Steinfeld thing? Because he was rumored to have dated her. No, wasn't he? Dugray Scott's like an old British guy. Who were you confusing them with? <laughs> Hold on. Another guy named Doug Gray? No, he's in. No, he's in Romeo and Juliet. Douglas Booth. Oh, Douglas Booth. Okay. They've both been in Romeo and Juliet, though, but not... Not... (laughs) Dugray Scott and Douglas Booth. Douglas Booth Booth is 30. Dugray Scott is like 60. (laughs) Okay, so Dugray Scott did not date Haley Steinfeld. Okay, I was just like, someone's going to call in about this. Let's move on. Al Pacino, 82, expecting a baby with his 29-year-old girlfriend, Noor Alfala. Who's Nora Fala? That's kind of gross. 82 years old, having a baby. Guess he wanted to one-up Nero. Crunch, crunch. 
Yikes on bikes. The one-two punch of De Niro Pacino is really funny because people mix them up and there was just that big debate about which was who was younger, hotter, which... But now I think Ashley Reese is deep state because I'm like, did Ashley Reese like plant this like question no. to like to like foreshadow <laughs> the Reese kind of deep state? Like, did Ashley Reese? No, no, sorry, Ashley. But like, did Ashley Reese do this? Like, was Ashley Reese paid to post that question to distract us and remind that remember that they're young to remind to like distract us from the fact that both of them were about to announce that they're having like kids with their 20 year old girlfriends, you know? Ashley Reese is simply just better at Twitter than pretty much anyone on Twitter. Like one of the only tolerable people on Twitter. (laughs) Don't you think it's funny that she started a conversation about them being young and hot and and that that was perfectly alongside the announcements that they both were having kids and to distract us from the fact that they're both old as hell, you know? Mm -hmm. Although we weren't very distracted because that's the number one lead from both of these announcements. It was like one of the most earth-shattering like Twitter discourses in a long time. Like in terms of just like positive, fun, kooky, like the dress almost. Just like it felt like vintage internet to me in a way that was like nice. Because it was people fighting over who's hotter. Oh, I was like, because we all agreed he was too old. Oh no, you're talking about who was. I'm talking about the the actual like the 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 original debate over who's hotter, a young Al Pacino or young Robert De Niro, and the punchline about that was that it was right down the middle. No one could agree. Like everyone really did pick their side, and they stuck by their side. Because who did you think was hotter, Pacino or De Niro? Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. You think hands down Robert De Niro was hotter? Hands down. Hands down. But I mean, I get it. I've been in a De Niro girl too. Yeah, yeah it's, a De Niro. it's De Niro. It's De Niro for sure. But right after that, young Robert De Niro, old Robert De Niro, announced that he was having a kid with his girlfriend. We talked about it on the show. The woman, the Tai Chi instructor that he met on the set of The Intern. And now this week, yesterday, I get the alert, or not the alert, I notice on Twitter on Pop Tings or something, I sent you the tweet. 82-year-old Al Pacino is expecting his fourth child with 29-year-old girlfriend Nora Fala, TMZ reports. First of all, that's a bad tweet because it implies that it's their fourth child together. But no, it's his first child with Nora. His yes. first, fourth child overall. Yes. Here we have this huge this huge story that follows right in the wake of Robert De Niro's I'm old and having a baby announcement. Mm-hmm. They really are just two peas in a pod. Two peas in a rotting old pod. <laughs> It's truly so unfair that men can continue to have children until their bodies wither into the ground. Thought, you know what I mean? It's just so just it's so it's so inherently unfair. It's like nature's most unfair kind of curse upon us that like it, it literally that a man could impregnate a woman when he's <laughs> 82 years old. You know what I mean? We talked about his girlfriend, Noor, she Last famously year. dated Mick Jagger as well and was like, uh-huh. I love old guys or whatever. Wasn't she sitting with him when it was revealed that he had the Shrek, uh, had the Shrek, Shrek phone case, case too? Yeah. yeah, It's like her, Jason Momoa, and some other people. But like, there's definitely like a Shrek phone case and Noor right behind him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so she, mm-hmm, is a, mm-hmm. she is a producer in Hollywood. And she's like, there was that whole Deadline article. I think Timmy pasted it in here that we talked about at the time. Like, she has a deal with Imagine to like produce stuff people were kind of screaming like oh nepo baby beneficiary because her parents are kind of in hollywood too and she's like worked with famous people in the past and then there were like funny deadline comments where people were saying no nor and her sister remy are just so brilliant and they're great producers anyway so i was like after remembering that from last year i was like has she started producing anything since this deal and she has two upcoming projects on imdb right now the first Mm -hmm. one is called little death which is a feature directed by Jack Beggart and starring none other than Chase Sweet Wonders and Jenna Malone. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. And the other one is a movie called Billy Knight, starring Al Pacino. Al Pacino. And Patrick and Schwarzenegger. Patrick Schwarzenegger. <laughs> wow. So she's now made this work professionally and personally for her. She has a kid with Al Pacino on the way and a movie on the way. So congrats to Noor. And if you want to hear more about her, you can listen to our April 12th, 2022 episode because <laughs> that's when we first talked about her. So they've been together for a while. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't find this as interesting other than the fact that we had two of these guys that are often confused these for each other or put, or ports put side by side as contemporaries, which they are. They're both having new brand new children in the year 2022. What Not is the year in the year 2023? They're, they're both brand having new children. children. They're all having, they're both having new children in the year 2023 at the age of 80, whatever. They're both like 80. Pacino's 82. Al Pacino's 82. How old, how old is De Niro? He's in his 79. 80s. 79. 79. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Al's a little older. Al's a little older. But I Robert just saw, has, a, has I a just, lot more kids. I told you I just saw Al Pacino on the on the freaking, speaking of old guys, uh, the Sly Stallone, uh, Sly Stallone reality show. No. no oh, yeah. You told me. You told me. He was having he was having lunch with, with, um, with Sly Stallone. And what I was laughing at was that I will say he had the best line in that doc. He had the best line in that. Um, series, which is that they're sitting out in the street, New Jersey. They're having lunch. They're definitely at some like it's giving Sopranos, like where they hang out in the Sopranos on the in the table in front of that like you know bar or whatever that sandwich shop. Uh-huh. And they're sitting at the table and they're filming them, and it's like them and two and three other kind of like very very much like Sopranos extras guys, right? And they're all like laughing or whatever. And Sly is talking to Pacino, and he's like. He's like, would you ever believe that we'd be like on a reality TV, that you'd be on a reality TV <laughs> show, Al? And Al kind of laughs and he's like, when you're this old, you do everything. <laughs> like and when when you live when you live this long, like I, you wouldn't put past any, I, I believe you could do anything. Like that's not the exact yeah. line. It's his, he says it better than me, but it's almost like, yeah, if you live, if you're on the earth for this many years, you shouldn't be surprised by anything you do because at some yeah. point, like that's it'll happen point. to you or something. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like you're so right. Damn. Like That's a good point. he never thought That's he'd funny. be on reality TV, but you know what? If you live 82 years, yeah, you might have a, a kid with a 29 year old or whatever, <laughs> or you might be on a reality TV show. Before we do the final call, I need you to see this cover. We're recording a day early, by the way. So this happened on Wednesday afternoon, but look at what I just sent you. The new Vogue Australia cover. Okay. Vogue Australia. Oh my God. <laughs> Can you read on Rita and Tyga. Oh my God. Rules. They look She looks incredible. so good. Incredible. Is this gonna be the wedding reveal? Is this the is this the interview where we get information about the wedding? Love rules. Well, we already got some. Rita Ora and Taika Waititi, the new power couple. But I have to be fair. This is Vogue Australia. Vogue Australia. Yeah. Though. Vogue Australia. Vogue, Vogue Australia. Australia. Vogue Australia. Life is good for Rita Ora and Taika Waititi is the headline online. Wait, is there any article? Yeah, is there, there is article? an article. I'm just I control f wedding, and I there's one mention. The first single, You Only Love Me, was released in late January with a tongue-in-cheek, candy-colored wedding theme music video. So it's a Q&A. Okay, it's a Q&A. I mean, her album is out really soon. We can talk about this another time, but they look He's been amazing. hot for a while. Oh, my God, they look really hot. They, oh look... God, they keep putting him in these like funny little suits, and he looks so cute. <laughs> like they wow, put him in they a, look they, amazing. They buzz his hair, and they put him in a little pink suit. Okay, well, I can't wait to read this for next, not the week, not next week, but the week after's episode, because next week we will not be doing what Rita's up to. 
Remember when he made a music video for her and it sucked? <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. No, you didn't. It ends. Oh my god, the very end. Vogue Australia. Let's talk about next goal wins. Your latest movie, and he just like gets a little line about his next movie. This is the Rita show. I love this. Oh my god, he's such it's a supportive king. It's the Rita show. Oh my god, show. he's a supportive king. It he has literally writes to do with in Tyga's the. Movie. He literally he says that he's been following her around for a year. That's what he just says. Oh, oh. So they've confirmed that they're married, but we don't have any photos of their wedding, and we yes. never we'll never get them. I guess. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. They look so good. You know what? We can end with an early What's Rita up to? She's on the cover of Vogue Australia, and that's the end of the episode. So we will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Thanks for calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes of Discord server, uh, commentary tracks, and more. You can also get the audio only, audio only on the apple podcasts app by hitting subscribe and have a great weekend we'll see you next week bye bye if ariel wants legs ariel can get legs okay paloma faith hi Lindsay, bobby Timmy. um i've just seen a picture of the uh barbie movie soundtrack um, and it, the announcement itself is a picture of, as Kiki Palmer would say, that girl from the Barbie movie holding a newspaper, kind of, with a, a Coachella-style lineup of musicians who are on the soundtrack. And for whatever reason, they've decided to to organize it by first uh, letter – or sorry, by, by – uh, the first letter of the first name and it the way that it that it shakes out is that you have Ava Max headlining the Barbie movie soundtrack um so it visually it looks like she's the headliner and then below that are people like Dua Lipa uh Nicki Minaj and even Ryan Gosling himself um so I'm just wondering who is Ava Max um, and is she, as people report, is she an industry plant? Okay, crunch, crunch. contact and I was dancing and my phone was open and it called you guys um so there's a message somewhere in your inbox where there's a lot of loud music and then I realized that I have called who weekly by accident 
so that's embarrassing. Um, I hope that you guys are doing well, better than me. Um, Tim Tebow lesbian, why not? Bye, guys. Hi, um, I was in the theater seeing The Little Mermaid, and there's a scene where Prince Eric is showing Ariel the constellations, and of course he points out Cassiopeia, and all I'm thinking is, tits out, Cassiopeia.